I almost didn't make it to work today, kind of, sort of. Um, I just moved, if I haven't told you all about that yet. Uh, I moved. And I'm, oh, really? You yeah. Moved. So first and foremost, I'm so far north that I have to put tire chains on my truck and bricks in the back and put it into four-wheel drive to navigate down the icy mountain slope of North Austin and uh, Lake Creek Boulevard and all that. Um, Palmer. That seems like a little extra. It's pretty hot out right now. Not right. up north. No, it's it's frozen. Oh, it's like, like you're that far north. I'm 60 degrees. I am that far up north, but uh, no. no, I'm... I'm I'm learning new ways to get to work, and I'm kind of enjoying driving around and finding the new neighborhood. Like, I've lived, I mean, over 10 years, I have lived in the Runberg Corridor. I've lived right behind the radio station. I lived right down the street from the radio station. I lived off up off uh, Breaker and Dessau. So I've always been right over here. Yeah. In this area. And now I'm further away. I'm in a new neighborhood, which I do love, but... I'm finding new ways, and I always have to check traffic to get here because my three main routes include either 183, I-35, or Mopac. So congratulations, Mm -hmm. Austin. I'm finally one of you. Yeah, if you got to take 35, you got to remember to check most days because I'll sometimes leave forgetting to check. I'm like, oh, it's normally like a 15-minute drive. Right. And the whole access road, too, is it's like a cluster yeah. F, so you can't get around places. So you you get it, Spencer. And I've it never to me today, too. So. I've never <laughs> dealt with that. Like, we'll have emails that go out at work, and I'm like, ah, it doesn't bother me. I walk to work or whatever. But yeah, now I get off at like 7 o'clock, so traffic's, well, it's still pretty bad, but it's died down a lot. It's, For sure. We, we always travel in the times when there's less traffic. But there's still the thing about Austin is there'll be freak traffic. Yes. What makes me angry is if on like a Sunday I'm driving to Kyle and the highway is <laughs> stopped because Michael Cargill and a bunch of douchey protesters are up on a bridge with guns and everyone's like, oh no, they're they're fighting traffic somehow, but creating it, whatever. Or there's a wreck on one side of the road, or it cur- the, the highway curves too fast. Like if you yeah. if you're heading south on I-35 and you start getting towards William Cannon and Slaughter, this is where I think it's BS. We're building larger lanes in 35 because that that isn't going to help. That area past Ben Wyatt is some of the largest, most open. spot of I-35 in most of Texas. And here's what happens. Because it goes up a hill towards William Cannon, everyone breaks and stops. Traffic backs up there on this 19-lane large open section of I-35. It backs up simply because people are braking. And don't tell me that's not true. I lived off Slaughter Lane as well, and I drove that way nah, for man. years. Same. And there, you would there see... There are, quote, bottleneck areas that aren't quite bottlenecks, but, you, but when yes. you're downtown near the double-deck areas, obviously one... That's a bottleneck. You know, or near Dean Keaton and all that. When you and go then, under, is it like when there's 8th curves. Street, where it, yeah. where it gets real narrow and curves? But yeah, that's just a bottleneck for no reason. So don't no, tell yeah, me yeah. this crap. Anyhow. <laughs> Anyhow. Uh, let me tell you... Yeah. Finish all this. Let's be fine. Suddenly, uh, let me, traffic sucks. Let me tell you why I was almost late today. It's because I put in the map 101X and it started driving me out towards our tower. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't oh paying attention I because was just, you don't know how to get I was here. looking, oh, I do, but sweet. I wanted to take a different way. And I'm just looking at the map, I'm like, this is weird. And then finally, I stopped at a light and I zoomed out and I'm like, oh, I'm driving out, I'm driving out towards the, <laughs> the hill country, middle of nowhere. Because <laughs> if, if you map 101X to go pick up tickets. Guess what? You're not getting tickets. You're you're getting electrocuted. Today is National Mini Days to celebrate one specific day, and we'll tell you what that is. 
Today's the greatest because everything today links itself to one specific day. You know how we have a calendar, and on that calendar it says, Today is National Da-Da-Da Day. Well, all these link together. And I want you to see if you can guess what links them together. Let's start first and foremost with the more serious one. November 30th is National Remembrance Day for victims of chemical warfare. Thankfully, we haven't had a lot of chemical warfare to the level we did after World War One. It was an atrocity. It was horrible. It scared the crap out of people. And by all in large, it is illegal to conduct such deadly warfare. Uh, even though occasionally right. I, I have a little bit of mustard gas after I've had a Polish sandwich in here. Oh, man. Ow. That's uh, disgusting. So that's one thing. It hurts it my eyes, too. Unfortunately, does still exist. But uh, National Chemical Warfare Day today is also a Personal Space Day. Yay! Hey, welcome back to Personal Space. I'm your host, Philip Jacobs. And let me tell you, I care about my personal space. Whoa, whoa. Hey, who's around me right now? Who's around me? If you love personal space as many as much of us do, even though I've, I kind of consider myself an extrovert, but I love it. I used to, when I had roommates or even with my girlfriend, when they're gone, I call it being a home alone boy. Yeah. Oh or, or a nude man. It oh, feels so good. It's yeah. so good. A nude man. Oh, do whatever yes. you want. Sit on the couch completely naked. I yeah. just like to call it, I don't know. Me time? It, I call it nude because my, my old roommate, Kevin, he would be like, hey, I'm going uh, out of town this weekend. He wouldn't even start the text like that. He'd say, you get to be a nude man this weekend. <laughs> and that's what we'd say if we were out, one of us was out yeah. of town because then you get to be a nude man. You, you just do. walk around the house nude. You walk right out of the shower. Who cares? Let me tell you, when I lived with uh, female roommates, Adrian Miranda, that didn't get to happen a, a lot. And unfortunately, I still have to work with them. Sorry, ladies. No uh, nude So it's National Personal Space Day. It's also National... National Mississippi Day. M I S S I S S I P P I. It's National Mason Jar Day. Nice. It is also National Stay Home Because You're Well Day. So if you're not sick and you just want to stay home, do it today. National Hookie Day is what we call it. National Hookie Day. Treat Yourself Day. But let me ask you, what do all these days have in common? They're today. Besides being today, National Chemical Warfare Day, Personal Space Day. Mississippi Day, Mason Jar, and staying at so staying at home, Mason Jars, Mississippi, personal space, and chemical warfare. What do they all have in common that makes today the greatest for what today really is? Who the hell are you? You know. You all know exactly who I am. Say my name. You what? I don't, I don't have a damn clue who the hell you are. Yeah, you do. I'm the cook. Now. Say my name. Eisenberg. You're goddamn right. It's National Meth Day, everyone! Yay! Yes. What? CJ, I hope that means you brought us meth to sample here in the studio. I wish. I'm going to tell you a story one day of the time I accidentally did meth. Oh, my God. (laughs) I didn't know that was something you'd accidentally do. (laughs) I I promise you, I know that sounds weird. I accidentally did meth. Oops, I just tripped Uh, and fell and some meth got out of my face. A pipe of meth. (laughs) Not even like that. Uh, But, yeah, so, jokingly, I was looking at it. I was like, oh, it's Chemical Warfare Day, Personal Space, Mississippi, Mason Jar, Stay at Home, 
And then the very last day says it's National Meth Day, November 30th. Actually, Whoa. in reality, it's National Meth Awareness Day. Oh, well, I'm very uh, aware now. So it's more about, uh, you know... Knowing where you can purchase some meth. No, knowing that it is oh. a plague, it's an epidemic, it's a very dangerous thing, it's, and a lot of people yeah. suffer from its consequences because it can... Yeah. Meth is one of the things that can... It can. I've seen it happen to friends. It can sink its teeth into you, and it is one of the uh, worst things to kick. It's... Uh, deadly it's dangerous and of course if you know someone that needs help find them help there are plenty of resources out there oh, but man. uh she do i need to find buy. you help <laughs> no i'm good Dude. <laughs> i could get so much done oh no so i don't have that I, mindset oh, hey man. listen i i am a middle class american i don't do meth that's trashy i take adderall hey, like though. everyone else for real though there's the austinpinesranch.com if you want to look that up for uh, meth rehab and stuff like that lastresortrecovery.com as well there's plenty you can look up on kyle that. er one of our sponsors yes, they absolutely. do uh, different kinds of medical withdrawals so just uh you know seek that out if, if you know someone doing that um and uh good luck i love you all and please uh, I was going to play another Breaking Bad clip, but now I feel bad because it's not meth day. It's meth awareness day. Very different. <laughs> I want to do a mini sports segment here before Matt comes in and we get to our big sports bets and stuff. But, Emily, you're going to like it. It's almost like a reality TV show because there is drama. Oh, my God. I want you to think of this college football conference championship weekend all where right. all the Power Five and other conferences are having their top two teams play each other for the championship. But... They're all breaking up. <gasps> yeah. Like like they're breaking up, breaking up? Like they're done completely? Like they, yes. they no more like like each other? Absolutely. Uh, and let's start with Texas and the Big 12 Conference. Uh, Texas and OU are leaving the Big 12. <gasps> they're breaking up with the Big 12 and moving to the SEC, which is the cuter younger girl that oh gets God. more eyes. Oh, man. So the Big 12 is acting like we don't care that Texas and Oklahoma are going. Yeah, uh, of course. But whatever. Bye. But don't let the door hit you on the way out. But the problem is, is those are the Big 12's two most powerful by far. Hey. Powerful and... Uh, well-respected and title-winning programs. Moneymaker? Moneymakers, too. I mean, Texas famously caused a lot of controversy, had their very okay, own television okay. network. So basically, they're the hottest partners. They're the hottest mm. partners, the and they are ones. leaving for somewhere else. Oh, my God. Oh. And the Big 12's acting like they don't care. Well, here's the thing. Uh, Texas is in the Big 12 title game. So that has to be a kick in the old saccaroonie to the Big 12 because they don't want... They don't want uh, Texas to win because it's like, yes. you're going to leave well, me anyways. Uh, last week, to get into the Big 12 title game, they were probably already in. They beat Texas Tech at home, and the Big 12 commissioner, the guy who's in charge of that conference, of that household, who's it, think of it as they're leaving another sorority, Emily. I know you weren't in sororities, but yeah, it wasn't uh, in sororities. They're, they're going from me. Real Housewives of New Jersey to New York. Oh, my God. Or something. Mm. So, uh, the Big 12 commissioner, who's supposed to be neutral, he's running, like, he has to support all the teams equally. He said this in Lubbock to an audience of Texas Tech fans and their coach. In addition, candidly, we were able to get Texas and Oklahoma out a year early. That was a big deal for us, and I think all of you, okay? And coach, I'm not going to put any pressure on you. But I'm going to be in Austin for Thanksgiving, okay? 
and you better take care of business like you did right here in Lubbock last year. So basically, that is the head of the commission, a neutral guy saying, yeah, we're glad they're leaving. And <gasps> Texas Tech, I hope you beat Texas. Wow, you can't choose up. sides. You can't. Uh, so that's just one conference. In the other one, tisk, the tisk. one that's probably having worse a problem than the Big 12 is the Pac-10. The Pac-10 or Pac-12, whatever, is a good conference because it's on the West Coast. It's got USC and Oregon, a bunch of high-scoring teams. It's also, when you come home late at night from a Texas football game or the bar and you still want to watch college football, they're always on because they're on Mountain Time or on Pacific Time. So they're always late-night games. Well, check this out. Almost everyone's leaving that conference. And the two teams, Oregon and Washington, playing in their championship are both leaving. So their last conference champion will be from a team that chose to leave. Wow. That is saying, bye. Uh, There's also the issue in the ACC of Florida State, who's probably going to win that conference that doesn't get a leave, but have made it clear all year long they want to leave. They want to, yeah. Uh, They're like, we're not happy anymore here. Yeah, but they can't raise the money for the divorce lawyer, so instead they're just being little brats. So imagine if they win. That's going to be even more of a slap in the face. And uh, last but not least, in the drama con of all sports. Oh, God. Uh, your Texas State Bobcats are not in the conference championship, but they did make a bowl game. So I yeah. want to I want to give them a little little winning ding. Let's go Bobcats. Tell them I'm, I'm very happy. All and, right. uh, Good. All right. And look, they're, I, they're the relationship that's like new and budding at the side that we're proud of. It absolutely, and we're looking. It's like the little sister that you're like, huh? I say it's a lower, lower class for you, you know. Yeah, yeah definitely, the definitely. lower classman, <laughs> not top tier, but hey, we're happy. Quick reminder: uh, we are on everything. I don't mean drugs. I mean social media, podcasts, uh, all that fun stuff. Because the most important part about radio is. The internet. <laughs> Thank you. Emily. Sorry, I always forget. I, 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 appreciate I always that. forget. Uh, yeah, we're on the internet at CJ Morgan Show on TikTok. Emily does a great job curating and running uh, some Instagram reels as well at CJ Morgan Show, Facebook, Twitter. So please share that with us. More importantly, we have a podcast and we are 29 People's number one podcast. I, I guess. That's uh, almost 30. That's yeah, almost 30 people. But uh, I think it's fun whenever. We have people that are like a month or two behind. I'll get weird DMs and like, hey, Spencer said this and this is and I'm like, what? And it's like from a month ago. But yeah, we have someone that wants to bring back some Halloween fun because that is how long and far behind they are. Hi, yes, caller. Hello. How can I help you? Hey, I'm a podcast listener, so I'm a little far back. But but spooky story I want to tell you. And if you put it on the air, you'll be one cool dude. Okay, tell us your spooky story in 30 seconds or less, and it better scare my pants off of me. Helping my friend move when I was in elementary, no, middle school. We were moving a pool table, and we banged the pool table into the wall of the garage. Inside the wall of the garage was a Ouija board, an old-ass Ouija board. Whoa. So that night, we took the Ouija board, and we decided to play it. We asked names if there was anyone there. We got someone named Catherine, and ever since then, we've seen a dark ghoulish shadow in the corner of my house, a friend's house, and anyone that was there. And it'll come every six months, and you'll see it out of the corner of your eye, and then it disappeared since that day in middle school. Damn, sounds like my ex-girlfriend, Catherine. Just comes Ah. every every six months and then disappears. Definitely a dark shadow hanging over me my entire life. That's scary, sir. Thank you for the call, man. Appreciate it. Yep, love you guys. 
There you go. We'll answer any question anytime, no matter how far back. Uh, so please, uh, if you want to find us, we have a podcast, don't we, Emily? We do, uh, at CJ Morgan Show. Yeah, search CJ Morgan Show, 101x.com slash CJ. And we also have a text line. I forget to say all this, like professional radio people, like, call, text us every time. It's a CJ. I never say the name of the show. No. I never say where you can find us, but we want to interact with you because you're our friends. Yes. You. You're the, more than our friends. The 29 people. You're our best friends. We're our, kind of true. You're our only friends. Yeah, really? But outside uh, of this room. Text us anytime. 512-835-1015. Call or at CJ Morgan Show. Hang around. Matt Bearden's on his way. And uh, we're going to talk school festivals. In the parent it's school carnival time. <laughs> It's also Matt Bearden time. It's the parent pickup. Welcome back to the CJ Morgan Show, Matt. Uh, thank you very much. Um, it's not my show. It is now. You can have it. We're going home. I don't want this thing. <laughs> I'm hey guys, uh, did you guys ever have school carnivals growing up? Yeah, I have like really good memories of school carnivals. Memories Dude, from when any, I was a kid. Yeah, anything that was a day off from doing stuff was great. Uh, I never got a day off, but I do remember like one well, time I mean, the carnivals you didn't have to do as much. You right. know, I, I, I won cl- a dog at a school carnival once. What? Yeah, a dog? possible. You won a dog. A yeah. stuffed so animal. You didn't just have to not. You didn't have to not do classwork. You also won a dog. Uh, yeah, like in a cakewalk, but I ended up winning a dog. Uh, it was oh, a real, it was a real point Aww. of uh, conjecture in the family because my <laughs> father was like, "Absolutely not," and I was like, "But it's here." But I won it's it. It's already here. I won this dog. <laughs> it's God, the, the rules. The fifties must have been nuts. It wasn't the fifties. You can just do stuff like that. Uh, Lamar Fest is happening Friday. That would be hmm. tomorrow. Uh, Lamar Fest happens at Lamar Middle School, which is on Burnett. And whatever that road is right there, 2222, Northland, Koenig, it has like 55 different names, right? Sure. And it's open to the public, and my family uh, is going. Uh, I will be honest, as an adult, I do not enjoy but you can uh, get school a goosebumps. Carnivals. You can get a goosebumps poster and a new book. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't enjoy them as, a, as an adult. And I've had to work a couple for my kids. You know, you have to go and you volunteer and sell man. tickets or whatever. And and I hate them. But you don't want to get your face painted. No, I oh, don't. Man. Come on. And because they're on school grounds, there's never no alcohol. any alcohol. That said, well, my kids love it. them, and I know that I have great memories. I remember doing like. A, one time, uh, breaking the balloon with the dart. I was oh, like in kindergarten, yes. and uh, I, I was very, very excited about that. Uh, so you know, I was like, I want my kids to have those same kind of, of course, good memories. Yeah, right? I remember whenever I was in Catholic school, not a lot of interesting things happened, but every year the fall festival would come around and that's where the drama would happen. Really? Because it was after school we weren't in our uniforms so we got to wear whatever. Oh. Kissing boys. Oh. And we would show up to the fall festival and it was like in the parking lot and it was just kind of like your parents would drop you off let you do whatever and you'd nice. hang out in the fall festival all day and then you'd come back to school on Monday and you'd be like Oh my gosh, do you see what Josh and Haley did? I heard at the fall festival not only did they hold hands Whoa. So it was the- but they also shared a drink together. Oh, that's almost it's like kissing. kissing. It's like slut. kissing. Yeah. So <laughs> most because of how we've changed how we school our kids now. Most now, when a school has a festival, it's closed to the public. Right? You've got to kind of get a you got to get security and all yeah, that stuff. You- but Lamar Fest is actually open to uh, the city of Austin. I mean, there is actual security there. But what I'm interested in is, do you remember the concept? Getting another dog? No. Do you remember the concept <laughs> of seeing a kid from another school? Well, remember how yeah, weird it was that crazy. would be? 
speed to, to face fight. off. Well, especially yeah. if you played him in like football or a sport yeah. when you were younger, and they were from like the rich school, Sleepy Hollow or Bonham or Puckett. You got to do and you, were, you hated those kids, and they were mean. I was gonna say this is the early two thousands. You got to do like a dance off, but back yeah. then it was yeah. uh, well, well, no, uh, Matt did those too. It was called doo wop off. <laughs> I'm not that old. They, I'm they like an old finger than you, CJ. Uh, here's the thing, Lamar PTA org is where you find that information. December 1st, that's tomorrow, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. at the Lamar Middle School. It's, uh, I think all kids from AISD uh, are welcome. T-Loke Sonora Dogs are going, and that's why I'm going. They're so good. So I told my wife, I was like, do you want to go? And I was like, no. And she was like, hey, those those Sonoran hot dogs are going to be there. I was like, oh, okay, I'm in. Uh, There's a bunch course. of food and games and rock climbing and bouncy cast, all that kind of stuff. And anyway, drama, and drama. And there drama, has to well, anyway. Be. So I thought, you know, the parents might want to know. It's something to do on a Friday night with your kids. And then, uh, and if you want to, and you see me standing miserably and angry and cold in a corner. Go say hi. Not a hello. It takes a lot of guts to run your own show. And he's got plenty of stomach to spare. The C.J. Morgan Show on 101X. Who doesn't love an advent calendar even when it's from Burger King? You look fat as I'm getting very concerned with the integrity of our organization here. CJ. You have gained, I mean, 50 pounds of fat. The man is carrying around trash bags filled with Mexican foods. CJ is fat! That's top in today's chummy tum news. Uh, Burger King has a bit of an advent calendar. No, they're not giving you a giant box where you have to poke a hole in it and pull out a stale Whopper. For all 31 days of December, but they do have different... I should probably have y'all's mics on. I'm sorry. I just want to talk about... I get excited about Burger King. Anyhow, uh, they should... They're doing a uh, a daily deal, essentially, where if you have the Royal Perks members app, it's 31 days of digital exclusive deals, digital. sort of like an advent calendar. But it's actually pretty damn good because a lot of these companies that will do the like little coupon deals it's like with purchase of a full whopper meal but you get a croissant sandwich for one cent Yum. a hot coffee for one cent a four-piece cheesy mac and cheese for free and you only have to make a one dollar purchase wow. so you can buy okay. a soda and then get a lot of stuff for free or only one cent it's actually a pretty damn good deal if you have the app you can download it and then you go to burger king and if you're looking for just extra free food you can do it there should i now do the challenge of eating Burger King for, for all the months of December. Days. Yes. Yes. Okay. And then bring your leftovers over here so that we can judge it accordingly. Okay. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I don't hate Burger King. I just wish they'd concentrate on their burgers and, and a little more. I also, have some beef against Burger my, King. <laughs> yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, my uh, Burger King that I usually go to is off, also off St. John's. It's not the most... Um, it's not the well established. It's, not, it's not the best Burger King. Yeah. I will say that, but it, it is for it. me. Uh, also happening in food news... Velveeta is going vegan. What's this? Not Velveeta, Kraft. The other one, the, the less the competitor, the less cheesy one. Yeah, mac and cheese. Kraft mac and cheese is now introducing two versions of plant-based mac and cheese in a box. So we've got the original flavor, not cheese, and the white cheddar style, not cheese, and everything in it is completely plant-based. Wow. Um, and I think it's like $3.49 a box. So wow. it's pretty But it's not cheese. Yeah. It's a, right. how does it, I mean, I kind of thought it was almost kind of as close to being not cheese as you could get, but legally Already? it's still cheese. Yes. Yeah, so. oh, we yeah. had an intern here on our on another station. Emily actually hired this intern, but he has turned out to be a goldmine of uh, fantastic stuff. 
but he uh, he microwaved some vegan mac and cheese, and it left the whole building stinking. Did he really? All day long. Did he yeah, really? Yeah, it was. Oh, it doesn't know like any him. better. But that's not the only food news. Uh, this one actually sounds a little better. Yes. Um, speaking of childhood. Subway is now adding a foot-long cookie to its menu. $5 foot-long. I doubt it's only $5, but a foot-long cookie. Yes. A foot-long cookie. let's combine yesterday's CJ's Fat with today's and get a foot-long cookie and that tub yeah. of already-made uh, cheesecake, oh, cream cheese. Yeah. You guys singing still are talking about that. Yeah. Oh, I my God. We haven't had it yet. We haven't gone and tried it. It's but you know what? Day. We're going to because it's so delicious. But imagine that. Dude. $5. Okay. Or, or it's not a five dollar foot long. It's a foot long cookie, and you and can't. Just, yeah, that sounds delicious, but man. we can't do that until January, unfortunately. Oh man! But they can are. We, can we, as a show, Lady in the Trampet, where oh, we all take a piece? Of, it's say, a big I, circular cookie, and we all eat it until the four of us kiss. It's not a big stop. circular, though. They shouldn't stop at the one foot long cookie. They should make it. You know those huge, like six foot long party subs. They should make a cookie that's six that's, feet long. Why mm. stop there, Subway? I feel like they they have smaller ovens these days. <laughs> can't stop, won't oh, come stop. On. Come on. Let's bet on some sports for the coming weeks. Uh, once again, the winner at the end of the season, which is nearing very soon, will reveal uh, when our live show happens December 14th from 5 to 7 at the pitch. Details soon, 101x.com. Uh, winner gets a raise. We're all pretty much neck and neck. Matt, 21 and 24. Emily, 20 and 25. Spencer, 21 and 24. CJ, 21 and 24. Remember our Jeez. off-air uh tic-tac-toast tournament also factors into the points, but the main thing is getting these sports bets correct and let's start right with our Texas Longhorns. So far an amazing season. They are taking on OSU, Oklahoma State Cowboys in the Big 12 Championship. I said at the beginning of the year Texas is back if they win the Big 12. That was my... that To me, that was the baseline of where we need to be, but there's even a chance, a slim chance they can make it in the college football playoffs. Matt, how are you feeling about Texas versus Oklahoma State? I feel good. I feel like Texas will uh, will win that game. Okay, we're not doing the points on this. We're just doing straight up. points, straight yep. up? Straight All right, up. then Texas. Texas. Uh, I am also going to lean towards Texas, um, but because I'm scared, I'm going to pick OSU. That way, no matter what, I'm happy. Um, I hate playing, number one, I hate playing Texas Tech and Lubbock. They're spoilers. They love ruining seasons. I lost a listener over hating Lubbock so much recently. But Oklahoma State is a close second. To play them in Stillwater, they love upsetting. They have a great offense. They got a great running back this year. But we're not, I'm happy Texas didn't have to play them in the regular season in Stillwater. But playing them on a neutral ground in a Big 12 championship, they love to be a spoiler. They love to be an upsetter, but they're sure playing they for a title. So I think Texas has a lot more momentum. Emily, what about you? How are they going to stop that great run game? Or do you think because Texas does have such a good run defense and it's been their past defense that's been sloppy, they're geared to for this match? Emily, sports. Who has the bigger shoulders? <laughs> Texas? But then I'm going to pick Texas. I'm going to pick Texas then. And give us your catchphrase. Mm. Hook him, I guess. Spencer. <laughs> yeah. Texas or great. Oklahoma State? Uh, I'm going to go for the Longhorns, man. Going for the I Longhorns. I want to root for our boys. Um, I don't want to. I don't care. I'm picking the Longhorns, too. Yeah! yeah. Hook him, I guess. Uh, 
Fantasy football in the 101X League. It comes down to the very last games of the year. Emily and CJ. Emily is actually in third place. She's in I the am. she's in the playoffs. She's Are guaranteed. Are you proud of me, everybody? Yes. Uh, I guess so. If Emily Thank wins, Thank you. <laughs> if she wins and I lose, I'm in second place. Emily could get the number two seed. I could fall to number three. Number two seed comes with the first round bye. Who ends up after this week getting the number two seed? Emily or CJ? Emily, we'll start with you. Uh, Emily. Emily. Duh. By the way, I'm playing Lawless. Yeah, I thought we were playing each other. We're not. I know. That I figured made it that more out exciting. Today. Yeah, but, I'm playing mm. Lawless. So. Oh, so you guys aren't head to head. We're just going to go point total? Who wins? Yeah, or who gets the second seed? Whoever ends up getting the second seed. So all that factors in winning, losing, points uh, point scored, and mm. we're both like neck and neck at second, third place. Uh, I go CJ then. So a lot needs mm. to happen. Uh, yeah. Matt's going to pick uh, old C Billy. Spencer, you going for uh, oh, man? I want your to boss, root. your dad, yeah, Emily, well, or yeah. me, CJ, your friend. Too loving to explain. I'd like to vote for Emily, but I cannot because I'm worried that Lawless is going to stomp her. So I'm going to vote for you. What? Dang! Uh, wow. I'll, obviously, I'll, I'll have to pick me as well. I hope I win. Me too, Emily. Uh, Cowboys <laughs> Thanks, that and was a backhanded wink, compliment. Wink, wink. <laughs> uh, a couple weeks down the road, we got the Cowboys and Eagles rematched. Um, I'm going to say it first. I'm going to say it loud and proud. Eagles might only have uh, one loss. They might be the best team in the NFL, but I'm going to go with my Cowboys. Yeah. Boys. Spencer. Mm. What? So you don't get a cheat off match paper. Are you picking the uh, the Eagles or the Cowboys? Eagles also head of the division. Mm, I'm going to pick. Uh, I don't really want to, but I'm pick the Eagles. Eagles for Spencer. Emily. Eags. Cows. I have to go for Cowboys because that's a majority of my fantasy football team. Very true. <laughs> so we, I need to win that. <laughs> we them boys. Uh, Matt, are you them boys or fly Eagles fly? Uh, well, this game's down the road a bit, right? It's uh, two weeks. Yeah. Um, it's. I believe this one is is at the is at uh, Jerry World, and I, so bringing it home, I think, is always the advantage. Cowboys. I'll go Cowboys. Cowboys all the way. Last but not least, um, the MLS has a new playoff format. It's been going on forever. By the time we reconvene to tally up the sports betting, we will have an MLS Cup champion. That's soccer here in the United States. Oh, uh, y'all going to pick one of these four teams because we are in the we're in the semifinals: Cincinnati, Columbus, LAFC, or Houston. Can you say them again? Cincinnati, Columbus. LAFC or H-Town. Can I have you say them again, please? Sit. Uh, Spencer, we'll start with you because you deserve uh, you deserve it. Oh, thanks. What were they again? Since, God damn it. <laughs> I, I was being legitimate. I I've wanted to hear them again. Cincinnati, Columbus, LAFC, Houston. I'm going to the first one. Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati, who has the best record in the MLS this year? Not a bad pick. Uh, Columbus. Columbus for Don't young. Don't support the Christopher version, Emily. but I do support this version. So you're over your own Houston. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I Matt. don't have anything to say uh, about that. I'm going to go with uh, what usually wins in sports, which is money, and I'll go with LAFC. Uh, Matt picking LAFC. I would love to pick Houston, but I can't because they're enemies and rivals. Uh, I'm also going to go with LAFC. There you go. The sports bets wrapped up when we return I'm going to have to drop stuff out of my butt. That's my punishment this week. It is time for the punishment phase, and I lost last week's sports bet. The punishments you had to vote on were hang 10 or ass pass. Hang 10, I got to give 10 bucks to each of you. 
ass pass. I got to pass something around with my ass, but uh, we've just combined the two because the voting was so close at CJ Morgan Show. Oh. Here's how it's going to work. I'm going to take a 101X ping pong ball. I'm going to have to use my butt to carry it to one of these buckets. If I can successfully deposit the ping pong ball in a bucket with the person's name on it, I don't have to give him $10. But if I fail... You look directly at me. You're getting $10. You look directly, he looked directly at me he when did. he said that. Well, okay. guess what? Get ready. All right, let's get ready and let's see if we can do this. And I will start with you, Spinny. If I drop it and don't get it in your bucket, you get $10. Is that exciting? Mm. Should be. Okay, here we go. <laughs> so excited. I mean, I guess. Not really. Get up in there, Em. He really is kind of getting up in there. He likes it. Has he managed to pick it up yet? I don't oh, he's know. got it. Oh, Actually, congrats. Okay, I, no. get, I get a pickup chance. No, you dropped it. I do get a He's pick- making up the rules it. as it goes. Doesn't go. count. Well, well, you get a pickup chance. You get to try to, like, actually pick it up. Because if I don't pick it up, it doesn't even work. I think that you having your pants on is a problem. I agree. Gross. I'm, like, careful with that camera because I didn't wear any drawers today. Oh, no. Sorry, Emily. <laughs> Uh, what's the matter, Emily? Poor it's just dog. a naked guy. Like, by the way, there's so much hair on that butt that it's almost like he's wearing a, he a, so, a butt sweater. He's smiling so hard right now. He's loving this. This is hard. That's what she oh. said. <laughs> that is not what she said after this. What if the pink ball ball comes out all brown? <laughs> no, man. That's not a good thing. That means... Was it in my butt? Yeah. No, it wasn't. I don't know, but it's disappeared. You sat down, and now the ball's disappeared. All right. All right. I think we should declare you can't get it in my bucket now because it's been too long. No. If he gets it in your bucket, you have to drink it. <laughs> You've dropped it already once. It's, I don't have the butt muscles I used to have. Oh. <laughs> Can we get it a, a right. close... We're going to use the one with a little bit of grip on it. No, man. What the hell is this type of cheating? This is your punishment, not oh, a reward. Man, Have you tried? Close to my bag. Yeah, you got to squeeze it with your muscles. Now you, oh, I got it. Yeah, there you now. go. Now what? Remember, you can't now, use your hands. Just try not to flash us. I mean, this you're is gonna the dumbest to... thing we've done in here, and we've done a lot of dumb things. Oh, you missed! I missed Minnie's bucket! Thank God. <laughs> Why oh, would God. you do this? <laughs> so you're, you're putting a Velcro? That's the ball with Velcro on it? Yeah. That's kind of cheating, man, with that hair even ass. Yeah, it gives him a little bit of grip. But remember, well, guess, too, it, 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 it hurts on the aim on the way out because it will that's grab true. a little bit and swing like a monkey, maybe. That's All right, right. for Matt. All right, three, two, plop. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't like what's happening. <laughs> no $10 for Matt. Oh, that's not fair. Oh, it's just like the two dinners yeah. I won from you. Here <laughs> we go, last one. This one is special for me. He's picking up this third ping pong ball. It's the kind of ping pong ball that you use. Oh, my God. His dog was smelling the buckets. Well, I showered. It's not like... And dogs like... Dogs like that. You know what I mean? It didn't hurt the dog's feelings. Yeah. So we can see the expression on Emily's face is perturbed. Oh, no. I need that $10. Why do you so perturbed, Emily? This is fun, isn't it? I need that $10. Did you... I dropped it. Where'd it go? But not into the bucket. All right. No. Uh, oh, I'm disgusted. But at least I get to have ten dollars. I don't get ten dollars, but I got the joy of watching him do that, and that's that's payment enough. Joy? Yeah, I kind of like that kind of stuff. It's funny to me. <laughs> My butt hurts. <laughs> 
All right, uh, there we go. The butt bucket is finished. I owe Spinny 10. I owe Emily 10. I owe Matt nothing, you sucker. <laughs> uh, by the way, I know that's kind of weird to listen to on the radio. We forget we're doing that sometimes. But if you want to see my butt dropping a ball into a bucket as a punishment, we have it up on our TikTok and Instagram at CJ Morgan Show. Get to know us by the video games we absolutely love. Time for the nerd report. I just wanted to say that that I'm a nerd. Never one to shy away from internet trends that steal your info. Uh, we're ripping it, doing it on the radio yesterday there in social cues. We talked about getting to know us by our movies. Today we're going to pick three video games to get to know us by, and I'm genuinely excited to hear about this uh, because uh, I feel like. The three of us are pretty avid gamers. Yeah, I'd um, say so. Maybe even you two a little more than me. But I, I've heard Spencer talk passionately about how video games didn't save your life, but were there for you in a very important time before. Uh, I would argue, I mean, both, uh, yeah, saved my life and also acted as a bit of a crutch, too, at times, unfortunately. But, yeah. Yeah. Overall, I think yeah. they're, they could be a positive thing. They're not just time fillers and killers, but let's start with uh, a few of mine that are very much time fillers and killers. Sweet. Uh, all three genres represented in mine, obviously I'm an open world sort, uh, Red Dead Redemption, Pony Riding, my, well, my jam, but I don't think that's, that's not in my top three. That is I'm not. So you were a strategy game guy yes. in the past. That's where I'm going to start. Is with Age of Empires two, the yeah. Age of Kings, the golden era sort of a strategy games in the '90s where graphics were a lot better too, and you could see your units and stuff. Yeah. You know, uh, Age of Empires was an incredible game. I loved playing it. I spent a lot, a lot of time uh, doing that. Playing online some, but not too much. My mom would also, you know, usually she'd bring home a computer during the summer because she worked at a school. Oh my. Did that yeah, too. yeah, because they would let the teachers bring computers home, and uh, man, I would play the hell out of some Age of Empires. I even recently bought a laptop from Goodwill because they sell, you know, the Goodwill resale store has like old computers. But this computer, even though it was old and not like functional for anything really other than word processing and stuff, it was great for Age of Empires because the laptop was still. 10, 15 years after this old-ass game came out. So when uh, I yeah. installed it, it ran wonderfully. Wow. Like, insane. So Age of Empire is going to be a solid one. Uh, one of mine to start with. Emily, uh, let's move around to you. A game to get to know you All by. All right. Well, speaking of kind of the beginning, I'm going to say Animal Crossing. Cool. Is going to be, but like the early, early Animal Crossing. Like 2001. Not the, the pandemic one. Animal Crossing. No, that one's fun, but it's it's a completely different game from the original Animal Crossings, for sure. And this one is special to me because I grew up in a household where video games were not allowed. My parents are not video game people. They don't understand it, and they thought it would rot your brain. Literally, one of my first games that I had was a spelling game. That was what my mom allowed. She was like, you don't know how to yeah. spell, so you can play your spelling game. I remember I had Math Blaster, like some math games Oh, and I stuff. had Math Blaster, it's pretty, too. It's a pretty solid one. But... Uh, all of my friends at school had Animal Crossing on their DS, and I begged my mom, and she said, you can only get it if you use your own money. And me, as a child, 
saved up enough money to buy a Nintendo DS, Damn, like, like the a, original Nintendo DS. It's like 120 bucks or that's something. That's in kid yeah. money. That might as well money, be a million dollars. Yes. Right, and then on top of that, to buy the game. To buy Animal Crossing as well. And that was the first kind of um, push for me to actually start playing video games. And I finally stopped being weird. Although I will say by the time that I you, you got the money... Everybody was done playing Animal Crossing, oh, so I was like playing worst. in my town alone. That's but, the worst. Oh, well. and you got to go to those online forums where there's communities of weirdos that are still playing like yeah. decades later. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> no offense to them. Spinny, but, what's uh, one of yours? Uh, uh, these are video games to get to know us by. In the same vein, I was going to mention some of my first, like Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time, or Super Mario 64, but I wanted to talk about the most important one to me recently. Which is The Last of Us. Last and, of and Us. You, I knew yes, you were going to say it. Yeah. We did the whole podcast together. Yeah, we did. You sort of brought that up as uh, when I was in a dark spot. And this game came out originally in 2013. I got it a year later on the PlayStation 4. And I was in a pretty dark place. This is sort of where my depression was kicking off and getting pretty bad. And it continued to do so for quite a long time. But this is the first video game that I ever played that treated its characters and the audience, you, the player, as an adult, essentially, and said, hey, life is tough. F you. Uh, people you know in the game can die at any point in time. Yeah. Things like that. It's a very harsh world. It's an world. emotionally intelligent game as well. Well, it, in an overwhelmingly depressing environment, though, there was still a theme of hope. And I thought that was an extremely important thing. You know, looking at this story where they're obviously post-apocalyptic and there's actual flesh-eating, you know, like parasites and stuff. It's like, ah, maybe being a little sad ain't that bad. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it's not the end of the world. Get over uh, it. Um, and so in its own way, it helped me through that a little little bit. A lot of other things helped, but <laughs> that's I love one that of the it things. had a renaissance with the TV show as well. Uh, feel free to text in 512-835-115 if you have three video games we should get to know you by. Uh, my next one, oh, should I go with Minesweeper or Solitaire? Ooh, no, uh, that's tough. <laughs> Those are classics. What about uh, the pinball? <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm going to go with Super Mario World because yeah, uh, oh, that, was, that was one of my favorite that was my first game that I really got addicted to. And to this day, I still have the Super Nintendo. And the only game I have kept, the only game I play on Super Nintendo is Super Mario World. It's good. I love it. It's fun. The music slaps. And it just um, it makes me happy. Emily, what about you? Oh, my gosh. it's We're very similar. I picked Super Mario Galaxy. Because oh, wow. the same thing. See, I don't even know what those are because I stayed. Oh, when everyone was playing 64 Galaxy, I stayed with Super Mario World. I never upgraded. Mario in space and you get a new princess. And I have so many memories of being sick as a kid and just staying at home and playing Super Mario Galaxy. And it was the best thing. I'm now playing Super Mario Odyssey. And it's revived my love for those type of 3D Mario games. Yeah. And it's so much fun. It's yeah. so much fun. It's good. I played it. They had like a re-release of uh, the original, the, the, the three. first three 3D yeah. Marios, and that was the last one on the, the disc I played. And Mario Galaxy it was the one that held up the best, in my opinion. Okay. So awesome. That's uh, pretty Spinny, fun. What do you got? Uh, Metal Gear Solid is a classic, iconic game from 1999, I believe, on the PlayStation. Uh, follows a secret agent type dude who infiltrates a base, and you know a bunch of crazy stuff happens. But this is uh, similar to Last of Us. This is one of the first video games that had a very cinematic presence. And I think it went on to influence a lot of how we make video games here in the United States. 
And it's from some silly Japanese guy named Hideo Kojima. It's a bunch of wacky, weird stuff, a bunch of espionage, a bunch of crazy, convoluted stuff. But despite the fact that it's ham-fisted and overly convoluted, it's some of the most fun that a lot of us have had growing up, and it influenced generations of games to come. It's super important, and I loved it. And I played it all the time, and it had two discs, and I never had a memory card at first, and I was always confused uh, by having yeah. to put in the second Aww. disc. So I played the first half of that game dozens of times. <laughs> before I finally got to beat it and understood memory card stuff. Uh, last uh, round, we're talking about three games to get to know us by three of our favorite video games. Uh, texting in, uh, we got Mass Effect Trilogy, Halo, and Pokemon Platinum. Thanks good for ones. your text. All good games. I feel like y'all know what my last one's going to be, and I think I know what Emily's last one is. Ooh, uh, really you? quick. Grand Theft Auto Five. I said the greatest day of my life was the day they canceled ACL Fest on a Sunday, and I played <laughs> Grand Theft Auto Five, which I'd been waiting to play for like 24 hours straight. Just incredible game, open world. The music is probably the best part. Um, Very love good it, sound love it, love it. Grand too. Theft Auto is. Uh, I've spent more hours in that than I have trying to. I can believe build it. Build my radio career. <laughs> and I can believe uh, that. Emily, so tell hard. us about The Sims. Well, okay. Did I step see, on you. Is that it? Well, Which Sims? I was trying to debate if I wanted to be cool or not, because my cool answer would be the Bioshock series. My okay. uncool answer is The Sims 3. That's and your you real answer. Correct. It has that's, to be The that's Sims. That's my real okay. answer. That's a good one. Uh, last one for you, Spinny. Uh, the Mass Effect series. And, okay. uh, I just wrote a, a little tagline here. Because the choices we make, no matter how insignificant, can add up to great things. There you go. Can you tell who's the gamer in here? Uh, oh, Spinny, <laughs> yeah. by far. Yeah, yeah. Well put with all that... Uh, couple of games to get to know us by. What's yours? 512-835-1015. The CJ Morgan Show, where your opinions are welcome. Kinda. Text us anytime. 512-835-1015. A study is named Austin the best college town in America. It's time to get some headlines, and that's what we're going to start with. First and foremost, we're not a college town. It doesn't really count, and it's so expensive to live here. But why did Wallet Hub name us one of the best, actually the best college town in the United States? Well, for many reasons. It says the high graduation rate. We have a 7% average annual job growth rate, which means when you graduate, maybe you can get a job. And of course, one of the biggest things are the ton of nightlife options, cuisine options, and just basically stuff to do. And I will say, if you're hanging out in on campus, it does have a college town feel, but we're not a college town. No, there's yeah. things to do. We're a major city. There's a million people in yeah, this area. That's why there's things to do. San Marcos, where I went, that is a college town. Mm-hmm. And not as much as it used to be, but when over half of your population are the students and faculty, that's a college town. And there's something yeah. fun about college towns. Oh, I yeah. love them. A&M? Absolutely a college town. College station. It's just named for that. Yeah, it's literally. I think the <laughs> qualifications for being a college town is if there's a holiday or it's summer, your town is completely dead. Oh, I loved it. It sucked for it because I yeah. bartended and waited tables. It sucked in San Marcos when that happened, but it was also awesome when all the students were gone. I think another qualification, too, that I just thought of is it has to be a town where after you graduate, if there are people that are still staying in the town after graduation, you just kind of go, why? (laughs) You're like, why Uh, are you moving to College Station if you don't go to A&M? 
and you're 40. Like, and you're what not are like you running a business that has like, I, I don't know. It yeah. is kind of weird. There, if you're not a like a professor, what are you were, doing? Yeah, there? there were a lot of people like that in San Marcos, but I don't know, man. If it, uh-huh. There's a good vibe for college towns, but yeah. There uh, is, but you can't be in college forever. It's weird when you're not. <laughs> hey, are you talking to me? <laughs> seemed like you were looking at me. Maybe. Uh, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton is suing something again. He loves to do it, but this time it is pharmaceutical giant Pfizer. Uh, He claims that Pfizer unlawfully misrepresented the effectiveness of the company's COVID-19 vaccine. To me, this kind of seems like a waste of time and money from our state. And I believe it's really just political grandstanding, but we'll find out. The attorney general uh, opened the petition in a Lubbock County court, of course, Lubbock, uh, saying that the COVID-19 vaccines are not the miracle or are the miracle that wasn't. He believes Pfizer violated the Deceptive Trade Practices Act by asserting the vaccine is 95% effective. Paxton claims that is misleading. I don't know. I don't know if we're here and in a better place uh-huh. now because of it or not. But to me, this just reeks of uh, political yeah. grandstanding. But hey, man, totally. you don't like it. Don't get the jab. You ain't got to get that jab. You know who should get a jab? Your dog. Oh. Uh, local pet professionals oh. say they are worried and you shouldn't board your animals, which I'm literally doing. In a couple of days, uh, in the midst of the holiday season, many animals are boarded. This is actually kind of freaking me out reading it. Um, there's a mystery respiratory illness infecting dogs. It's oh, uh, no. circulating in Texas. It has been detected uh, by one place in Travis County, but they say don't panic. And uh, they gave some advice of how to keep your pet healthy. And the number one advice is uh, instead of boarding your dogs, Offer Emily a hundred bucks to watch your house for a week instead. Oh, when? Uh, next week. We'll talk. Okay, I'm, I was. I would you give have you, a new house. I'm ready to throw a party. I in would it. give you more than a hundred dollars, but also <laughs> I, yeah, I don't. Let's see what that it, party's Emily's, like. Emily's a pet set for me before, and she does a great job. That's true. Um, because it literally is just cuddling and watching TV. It is <laughs> with, the, with the dogs. We uh, we have a bunch of stand-up comic friends that we usually will have do it. But the problem is, is they get home at like 2, 3 in the morning and then sleep till 1 or 2 p.m. Oh, yeah. I can't do and that. And then it's like the dogs need to go out and be fed. And I think some of our friends that have watched the dogs only have cats. And they don't realize you can't just dump all the dog food in a bowl. No. We came home from one trip and Pickle was bloated and moving slow. And the bowl was full of food. And it's like, oh, they just thought you just leave the dog food and the dogs eat when they want. No, Pickle will eat until she can't. Oh, I know. Baby. Uh, but Silly hopefully pickle. the mystery illness is not that bad. You can find out more about it at KXAN.com. And coming up, we're going to talk the Cybertruck. That's the other big news story for the day. The Cybertruck is out here. So now you can spot douches on Mopac even easier. The Tesla truck is here! And do we care? According to social media, yeah. And now it's time for Emily's social cues. It's social cues where we talk about the things happening on the internet. And today is the release date for the Tesla truck. What I want to know to my gang of researchers right here, right now, do we have a price on this bad boy yet? Uh, because I think you had to put down like a $100 deposit. Isn't it priceless? And though? I guess so. 
isn't it, driving around a chunk okay, of here 19. It is. It's ugly, man. <laughs> the it's, base model costs $60,990 before any tax credits. Okay, that's cool. not <laughs> awful. You that's, can drive a, a truck that looks like it's from the Nintendo 64 era of graphics. That's amazing. Everyone says that it's the future and cars and automobiles are going to change, but they're. I like the way... My truck looks. It's yeah. got curves. It's classic. It's well, uh, it's. I like. I like. Hey, I like them curvy. Vehicles are done that way because of uh, aerodynamics, and it's it's easier uh, to get better gas but, mileage when you're not in a big block truck or but something. You, you can fire an arrow at it. So sixty thousand dollars is where it starts. Yes, that's not as bad as I thought. I thought it was going to be in the one hundred range. Do we know if that comes preloaded with the whoopee cushion sound effects they have in there? They do have some fun sound uh, effects. They do. I hate to be the stereotypical hater, but I'm going to be it. When you see those on the road, do you think, oh, cool, that's a Tesla no. truck. Wow. Or do you think, what a douche. I don't think I've ever seen a Tesla truck. Oh, really? You, when you, I've when seen you do one. start seeing them, do you think like, oh, there's an insecure deuce who, who bought a blue check mark? Mm, I don't know. Maybe it's some random dude who's completely like, uh, I'm just being a devil's I, advocate here. Listen, I have no idea. Everyone's I, probably caught up on this, but some people are ignorant to it. I'm so <laughs> insecure. I really am that I would be embarrassed to drive one. I I don't know why. I don't know if I'd but, be embarrassed. I think it would just, I, I okay, this is how I feel about driving any sort of fancy sports car or a Tesla. That all eyes are on you and you all don't want them to be. All eyes are going to be on you. And, and they're going to key I don't want to get robbed. Yeah, or key. Well, did you guys see that video that <laughs> Joe Rogan shooting video. an arrow at oh, it? Well, no, I was going to say that's great if you want to just literally stick to the highway and there's going to be all clogged up. This thing can't go off road. I've seen footage yes, of it. It's so rolling. funny. So, yeah, if you want to drive around the towns where there's literally nowhere to drive in a post apocalyptic scenario or societal dislike. Hey, Listen, good for you. I, I drive a Toyota. The trucks that terrorists use in the desert. I'm going to trust that. I'm going to trust yeah, that. Yeah, man, you need but to get a minigun on the back. Now, is this because of there have been some weird errors and some issues with Tesla, or is it because speaking of insecure, Elon Musk, the owner, has not just shut his mouth with stuff and loves to be up in it, just like he was when he was doing an interview. Uh, when was this, Spencer? Earlier today? Uh, yesterday? It was today or yesterday. I forget, man. I just saw some clips well, from it here. He, he said quite frankly what he wanted to say and felt about advertisers. And partially, I kind of agree with him in a little bit. This had been said online. There was all of the criticism. There was advertisers leaving. We talked to Bob Iger today. I hope today. they stop. You hope? Uh, don't advertise. You don't want them to advertise? No. What do you mean? If, if somebody's going to try to blackmail me with advertising, blackmail me with money, go f*** yourself. But go f*** yourself. Is that clear? I hope it is. He doesn't want advertisers on Twitter. I guess he's got enough money or whatever yeah. to lose, and if you lose enough, you can take tax credits and blah, blah, blah. But no, yeah. I don't mean this about advertisers, but I do mean it in the sense of how he brought up blackmail, and it's almost like when people are like, I'm mad because CJ said bop, bop on the radio, so boycott his advertisers, and then advertisers get scared, and there is that okay. weird thing where you feel... CJ, did you share an anti-Semitic like, theory? Uh, you know what? Good Conspiracy point. I didn't. Theory. Oh, yeah, yeah. Say, making dong jokes on the radio yeah. is not quite the same as being yeah. racist. Yeah. You know what? There we go. I've settled. It's done. Uh, Elon, if you do want to advertise the the uh, Tesla truck on the radio, I will shut my whore mouth and take that money right now. Did you know? P93.
peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwiches were once a very popular thing in the United States. Not because they're delicious, but because they were cheap, available, and offered protein-rich alternatives to meat because people couldn't afford meat during the Great Depression. So that was one of the many delicious things to come out of the Depression era. I still like buttermilk pie. Mm. Don't know if I can handle a PB and mayo sandwich, but you know what? Maybe we'll try one. We should try it up. I've heard it's okay. I don't know. I it, it it's a it's a concept I can't wrap my my brain around. It I mean, peanut butter's me. good a lot of stuff. But mayo tastes good also. What about yes. Miracle Whip? They're both good oh on gosh. their own. Yeah, no, no, no. They, no one during the depression could afford that except for Emily's family. Jeez. No, I'm just saying it might taste better. That's a salad dressing. Okay, we've, uh, we've got new technologies we should utilize. And you know what else is protein rich that you can make on your own? Please don't. Please. What? Can we have one segment where you don't go straight to the same thing? Soy. No, I, I'd to, like to, it's soy? Yeah, you just oh. grow the beans. and. I don't think anyhow, it's that easy. But, uh, yeah. Everything we say here after the phrase, did you know, is absolutely true. Not, it's our no. <laughs> fact-finding segment here as a good to the public service. And like I said, if you hear this before the statement, you know it's accurate. What is that phrase, Emily? Did you know? You said Emily, not Emily and CJ. Well, I was, t- I was. Oh, are you mad because I sang too? All yeah. right, Emily. What do we say when things are true? Did you know? Thank okay. you. Give me my time. Did you know that Starbucks uses round tables because research shows that they are more welcoming than those with square edges, and people will look less alone when seated at a round table. You know <laughs> that makes sense. Also, nothing worse than. When you're at a crowded coffee shop and you're like, oh, God damn, and you just keep hitting corners. Yeah, it's for safety measures. I think so. I thought it was because if you're going to be at Starbucks, as long as you were pretending to be a screenwriter, you could pretend to be a knight as well. It's true. It's very true. (laughs) Did you know? You guys are all familiar with the font Comic Sans. It's probably the most derided and hated. uh, It's like the Nickelback of. Yeah, it's the Nickelback of. of, Well, the guy. It's also my email signature right now. Is it really? Yeah. The (laughs) guy who invented the font says he only used the font one time. What? So it's not a quality font then. <laughs> I'm assuming he doesn't think it's quality either. That's sad. Yeah. That's very sad. But well, why you, did he make it? You know how Spencer, we don't ask questions. Oh, we don't only, ask questions, Spencer. Sorry. Just the facts. You just have I know to it was just, convincing. I was yawning while I did it. <laughs> <laughs> you have to just sit there with that fact and ho- and assume it's, it's true. Because I said, did did, did you right. know beforehand? All right. I love that every office memorandum that goes out. Uh, there's a moment where, like, all right, is this about a Christmas party or is this about like no vaping in the hallways? And they have to choose Times New Roman or Comic Sans. There is no other font when it comes to office memos. But I think when we get the serious notes about like how to watch out for signs of an office place shooter, it should be in Comic Sans because it lightens it up a little bit. And I'm uh-huh. not making a joke about office place shooters. We have those hanging up around the building. Office place shooters? Have you not seen those? Oh, the notices the about notices. office place. We don't have actual. To do. Well, yeah. we've well, asked the office place shooters to leave the building. Please go outside. Spencer, what do you know? Oh, did you know? Did you know? Juan Catalan, a man, spent nearly six months in jail for the murder of a teenage girl until his lawyer found unused footage from HBO's Curb Your Enthusiasm that proved that that guy was at a Dodgers game with a six-year-old. I remember that. about that. Yeah, that's pretty rad. Oh, you guys a couple did years know. ago. Yeah. Oh. I, di- I didn't know. I didn't know. And <laughs> well, so 
he he got out of jail then. But yeah. It was just like a video of him, what, in the background of the Dodgers game? Is yeah, that what it was? there's pictures here. It's him there. Yeah, I guess there's it was an just entire documentary B-roll. about it. Yeah. No, yeah. there's not. Yeah, because it was a big deal. They found this guy. They found they had they recorded an episode, part of an episode at an actual live Dodgers game. Yeah, there's and he was just at the game, and yeah. yeah. He was exonerated because that was his. That's it's a hell of an alibi. It really is. We've already gone extinct once. What's the big deal? Greetings, listener. It is now time for Weird or Wired. Is it Weird or Is It Wired? Matt Bearden rejoins the CJ Morgan show to tell us just that. Uh, you know, people are worried about uh, climate change, the AI. T.I., war, that's always there, you know. So yeah. many different things. But it turns out researchers are pretty sure uh, we already went extinct, and uh, we came back. So Wait, what? Yeah, Human- well, humans? I'll specify. Okay, thank you. Yeah, so, you can see the line of, uh, well, go on, Matt, sorry. The, 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 first, the first kind of uh, evidence of uh, humans on the European continent, it's about mm, one 6,000 years ago. Okay. 1.4 million is actually the date that we're looking for, okay? But there's always been this huge gap in what they've been able to find as evidence, right? And they were like, well, what happened? Why are the humans, we fi- we found some evidence 1.4 years old, then to about mm, 900,000 years. And okay. um, they couldn't really put it all together. They finally figured out this new way to test essentially the stuff they found in seawater, uh, pollen, and where pollen has settled. Oh, they realized that there was an undetected, insane glacial event all wow. through Europe about 1.1 million years ago. And they said by looking at it, there's no possible way humankind could have survived in that area. Isn't that what they think, how we originated from Africa? Because it drove everyone or the only people that lived were in the very southern tips of that continent. And then we slowly spread back out as the earth thawed. It could have. But it does lead credence to this idea that it, it wasn't one singular linear event that we one came. One singular linear extinction. One billion dead humans. What is that? What What's is it? It's a song. From where? A musical. Yeah. What musical? Hamilton. No. no. Book of Mormon? I don't know. It's, it's an old one. You don't even know Cats. the name of the musical, do you? No. It's not yes. cat. Was it called All That Jazz? It's something dumb from yeah. a lot of Chicago. I, no. Okay, I've derailed too much. School, Tell us about Schoolhouse Rock Live. <laughs> On ice. Uh, they think there's no, they think that there was a, a large Extinction human population on the European continent for a while, but then would have had to have regressed and that essentially instead of you thinking of humans as Starting in one place, like one forest, and then slowly growing out of that and taking over the whole world. This forest sucks. That it would have grown, and then it would have been killed off in some areas, and then those areas would have been cut off from other areas, and it's sort of like a lava lamp is how we have arranged ourselves over the planet over time. Yeah. Um, we don't probably come originally from anywhere. They don't. May, they may not even find that. They can trace back to certain origins, but they don't exactly know where we came from. They also say that's why uh, North American and South American ancient societies didn't develop the same as in the West because it took them longer to travel and migrate and they didn't have like, they had corn as a grain instead of rice, which was better, and they also didn't have like oxen and horses originally so that's why there was such a disparity whenever Western society, you know, the conquistadors, the Portuguese and Spanish 
came to the Americas that it seemed like these ancient Mayans. Yeah, but and, uh, aliens visited all those places well, at the they same time build and, build the, and build the calendar and build mm-hmm. the pyramids, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. The yeah. aliens. I've, have you not watched that documentary? Air quotes. I have. Television. It's on the History Channel, so you know it's true. It is sort of exactly. weird. It's on the History Channel. I just bring it up because it's interesting because I think we right now, we a lot of people on the internet are afraid of all of us dying, but I think we could die out, and it turns out... They're we afraid could, of aliens. We could go down to like a couple hundred humans and then repopulate the Earth again. Look, it's yeah. going to take a million years. Chicks. Oh, no. I'm sorry. I left it open, guys. Oh. Let's get back to the clickbait. Day two of 14 Clever Comebacks. That instantly disarm a narcissist. How are we supposed to make money on the internet? The internet? Dead thing's still around. Computer load up, celery man, please. Yes. It's Clickbait Corner here on the CJ Morgan Show with Emily and Spencer and Matt. Uh, and they are giving me <laughs> some arguments that disarm a narcissist, but to me... But to me, it's just, they're just baseless comments when you don't have anything factual or accurate to say. Um, They're lazy ways to argue. No, I think that people actually have things to say, but you don't want to listen to them. Okay, so this is your way getting out of it. Well, that's why you use these blanket sort of terms to sort of stop you in your tracks and get the, I mean, the narcissist to reassess, I mean. Of course, and then make you stop and think about what you're saying. But do you know what, when y'all said this to me yesterday, Mm -hmm. if it sounds to me like... Like I'm saying, your president did not win the election. Well, uh, we just have a difference of opinion. I value our friendship too much. I mean, much that's true. It. It's called a democracy. People can have different opinions. Yeah. But the fact is, is someone didn't win an election. And, yeah. what, and the, the little things y'all are saying back to me to disarm a narcissist are also ways to disarm actual look, debate and conversation and facts. Look, uh, we value our relationship with you to keep arguing too much. By the way, which is number seven. Come okay. back. Yes. To a narcissist. Emily, yeah. what is uh, the next one? Number well, eight. I'm going to say uh, that with this whole conversation, I won't tolerate disrespect. That's right. Narcissist. That's what you say, is I won't tolerate disrespect okay, that's, because that's you one. want to assert dominance. That's right. It's crucial to set boundaries early and firmly, which is what this phrase does. You know why I think all of these phrases are making me mad? Not just because I am a narcissist, but people who, manipulative people who like to play the victim will say these sort of things. Are people actually playing the victim? To make it feel like you're being wrong. Or are they actually the victim? N- I I mean, both in, in certain circumstances, <laughs> but I feel like this, these are things that people say. Yeah. Okay. I don't know, man. What's okay. next? Let's discuss this when emotions aren't running quite as high, okay? Let's <laughs> <Just laughs> chill out. Which is number that's, nine. <laughs> that one, that's a good one. That is an intelligent and good one to yeah, use. Yeah, that is like a, let's put this on pause and then come back to it. And then normally, I feel like the narcissist's biggest, um, I guess, issue or or the thing that gets them through all of their emotions is time. They have to take time. Like if you force a narcissist to just sit back and listen to their own thoughts and just process things, Mm -hmm. then they're going to come back and they're going to apologize most likely because they don't like their own thoughts. Yeah, because they're also, they're very upfront, emotional, loud, and and almost bullying. Yes. And if they can't do that and seize the moment, then it kind of deflates. But what I'm saying is, some of the comebacks y'all are saying on this are what emotionally manipulative mm-hmm. people use. Okay, well, I'm going to need some time to process that. Okay. 
which is number 10. Of course. Hey, Emily, Emily yeah. set that one up. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, this one sounds rough. Uh, yeah. Um, We've it, heard this one before from people that are higher ups. <laughs> it, it's definitely, uh, it says, when confronted with a narcissist's manipulation or aggression, it could be hard to find the right words to say in the heat of the moment. So if you take some time to process this, then it gives you a chance to step back, gather your fo- thoughts and then respond when you're ready and it prevents the narcissist from rushing you and giving like a response that you're going to later regret. That's what narcissists yeah, try yeah, to do. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. try to put you in a, a, oh, yeah. a situation. Ooh, where I had already rushed ahead to number 11, also, which is what I was talking as, about. As a narcissist that arguing with people, I will try, yeah, I'll try to make them make the mistake mm-hmm. uh, doing that. Yeah, I get it. Okay, oh, wow. What's the next one? Oh, number 11 is your opinion is noted. That's what I was alluding to, too. Anytime oh, you give an opinion oops. to yeah. higher Ooh. up sometimes. That's a <laughs> this works, obviously, for someone like uh, your opinion a narcissist. is noted. That is, I, I do that's, hate that one. That I'm seems not like even something a narcissist, a narcissist would say, though. Yeah. Well, here's what I don't like. Because you're diminishing other people's perspective it's, by saying it. It's also passive language, meaning that I'm not noting your opinion. It's just no. there being noted. Yeah. <laughs> because even if you're a narcissist, your opinion does matter at the end of the day. As, but you just have to acknowledge that... You might be a little aggressive in your feelings and your opinions, and that you got to slow down for a second. So, are you harassing me? Oh my god! Stop yelling! You know what? I respect myself too much to engage in any of this. Oh man! Anything that's happening here in this conversation. That was rough. It's number twelve too, by the way. Yeah. On the top fourteen ways to come back to your boss. On the top (laughs) four narcissist friend. Fourteen arguments with a girlfriend. No. Uh, What's next? Next. Number thirteen. Wow. Well, we're. Focusing oh, yeah. on the positive. Okay, that's not a bad one. Well, do you do you tend to you you do t- tend to dwell on the negativity and the yes. criticisms and your own grievances, Absolutely. right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like this is not a good one for you because if somebody tells you to be positive, like if you're depressed and somebody comes up to you and goes, "Just be happy. Why don't you just smile?" Yeah, it's oh, hard to it do. feels terrible. That's me. Also, I keep I, I'll. Back in the past, I would write notes and instances of the past for arguments. So I would <laughs> have. Really? Well, yeah, because I'd want to have factual information to present oh, when man. we got into fights. Oh, what's man. what's our final one? Oh man, how that, to fight a narcissist? Look, that's an interesting point. But have you considered this? And then they don't obviously fill in the blank for yeah. you. But I'm going to be honest. A lot of these are things narcissists could use, also. So thank you for putting these in my toolbox. Y'all's opinion has been noted. The C.J. Morgan Show. Learning brand new things daily, including manners, responsibility, accountability, how to file taxes, how to behave in public, how to apologize. 101X.